is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsford are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsford have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. Four league games without a win as alarm bells sound for Pompey. And that is the final action of an enthralling encounter at Fratton Park. It's finished. Portsmouth 2, Plymouth Argyle 2. Why is the whistle not gone? Now it has. And Portsmouth's unbeaten start to the League One season comes to an end. In their 10th game, they have gone down... 3-2 against an Ipswich Town side who look very much like promotion contenders. And the full-time whistle goes at Fratton Park and some frustrated boos around as Portsmouth do go three games without victory in League One. They've been held to a 1-1 draw with Fleetwood Town. That brings to an end a pretty miserable night for Portsmouth here at the Valley. They've been beaten by three goals to nil. We're here until seven tonight to preview the Blues' next challenge in League One, as well as to look ahead to Sunday's return to action for the Pompey women too. We will also hear from Rich Holmes, who talks us through the incentives behind Britain's biggest climate change football campaign, Planet League. The reality to me is getting more and more people involved, and that's both from a goal-scoring and competitive perspective, because naturally the more people are around to score goals, the more goals are going to get scored, but also from an impact perspective, the more people doing this and taking action the bigger impacts that collectively we're going to have that's all to come over the next hour with myself jake smith leading the way alongside andy mitchellmore ian chiverton and at some point as well women's head coach jay sadler right here on express fm you're listening to the football hour this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM. The warmest of welcomes on this Friday evening to another edition of the Football Hour, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you from A to B across the South Coast and through Hampshire with a minimum of fuss. Do visit their website, stagecoachbus.com, to find out more information on the services they can provide in your area. So, as you've just heard there, myself, Andy Mitchellmore, Ian Chiverton, and Pompey Women's Head Coach Jay Sadler will be on the show between now and 7 o'clock. We've got to digest all of the action from Monday's game at Charlton. We did a lot of that on Tuesday night as well with my two guests on the previous edition of the show, but we'll come on to talk about that in a little bit more detail as well this evening. We'll also move on to talk about Rich Holmes from Planet League. He talks us about the collective campaign he and his team are trying to install there to try and get football fans on a journey together competitively to try and help save the planet one bit at a time. We'll hear from him in part two of tonight's show. We'll hear from Mason Jordan, who's got a bit of a lowdown on this week's opposition, Forest Green Road. And we'll come on to preview that game in a bit more detail later on this evening. 81400 is, of course, our text number. If you want to have your say between now and seven, do start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Now, it brings me great pain to do this, but we kickstart the football hour in traditional fashion. We're going to hear the highlights of Monday's abysmal trip to the Valley as Pompey were defeated by three goals to nil. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Porter they got there, mint green shirts, black shorts and mint green socks. They'll go from right to left as we look at things from our position high up at the front of the West Stand. Morel turning into the end penalty area, header from Bishop. It's tipped over the bar by Wallacott and it's behind for Portsmouth's corner. Left-footed ball to come into the penalty area. Decent one, header down and in the net. And Charlton... Portsmouth 
conceded against Fleetwood. Charlton won, Portsmouth nil. Now he's looking to try and cross the pitch with the ball, but he cannons up straight into a Charlton player. And Blackett Taylor is in for Charlton, and it's a great chance for two, and he scores. Corey Blackett Taylor punishes Pompey on the turnover. He got in behind Connor Ogilvy, and he slid it oh so easily under the onrushing Josh Griffiths. 31 on the clock, mountains of climb for Pompey, Charlton 2 ports with nil. Long ball to Bishop, he's flung to the ground, but Jacobs gets the loose ball and Pompey are into the penalty area here. Jacobs, can he work something? Jacobs! Wide of the target. Charlton working it forward and keeping possession. Dale trying to fly into a challenge with Eggbow. Oh, Pat is going to be in trouble here because he's late with that challenge. And Kirk and Stockley are making very clear that Pat's already on a yellow card. There's more Charlton players around the referee. Does this mean Pack is going to get away with it? No, he's not. Marlon Pack. It showed a straight red card. Now that that surprises me. A second yellow, you could understand, but is that a straight red card? A lovely delivery, great chance. So easy. Three 0 Charlton. O'Connell and Pompey have changed the defence around. It's not made any difference. And Owen O'Connell has scored his first Charlton goal. Charlton 3, Portsmouth 0. That brings to an end a pretty, pretty miserable night for Portsmouth here at the Valley. They've been beaten by three goals to nil. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There we are, the highlights of Pompey's 3-0 defeat to Charlton Athletic on Monday evening in front of the Sky Sports cameras. A result which sent the Blues down to fifth in the table with results elsewhere at the weekend, contributing to that slight downfall as well. Now four league games in a row for Pompey without securing a victory. And three gentlemen on, ha- on hand to discuss all of that and to also preview the Pompey women's next game on Sunday afternoon. We first of all got Mr Andy Mitchellmore. Andy making his first appearance on the show for quite some time but Andy uh, I'm very pleased to say it's very good to have you back on the show my friend. Hi, Jake. Yeah, lovely to be back, mate. Thank you very much for the invitation. I hope you're keeping well. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much, my friends. We've I'll also got um, right <laughs> we've got Jay Sadler also on the line. I think we can hear him there trying to get his bearings on the show as well. Um, Charlton Monday night three 0 defeat. Not result. Pompey looking we're looking for was it? No, it wasn't the result. It wasn't really the performance either. To be honest with you, it's. Um, it was one of those games that was a bit different for me from a lot of games this season where we've either gone a goal down or been pegged back. But I still felt pretty confident in a lot of other games that we'd still get a result from the match. But yeah, as soon as we went, probably the second goal went in on Monday night. It just didn't have that feel about it. And I didn't really feel like Charlton got out of maybe third gear. So I, yeah, I don't really feel like I know how good Charlton are from that performance, which is maybe one of the bigger frustrations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, Pompey losing out by three goals to nil on Monday. Um, and Marlon Paxton sent off as well, Andy. Um, Pompey's rock in midfield hasn't really put a lot wrong for the Blues so far uh, this season. But two yellow cards to his name. He misses tomorrow's game. Just how crucial is that going to be? Yeah, I think it's a big, big loss. Uh, it's very difficult to argue with either yellow card as much as I'd love to come on here and just slam the referee. I think they both were yellow cards. Uh, but yeah, a big loss. I think the combination of him and Morel in midfield didn't really work on Monday night. And I guess I'm trying to trying to find some positives here in how good Mingi looked when he came on. More connection issues here on the football. We're going to try and resolve them as soon as we can. Um, Andy, we'll try and get him back on the show in just a second. Cut him off very abruptly there. I do believe we've got Jay Sadler uh, connected to us now, though. Jay, Jay, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are we? We're having a bit of uh, a few troubles, aren't we, between yourself, uh, Andy, and Chiv? Um, but we've got you now. Uh, you were at Valley on Monday night, weren't you, to cover the game for Pompey Live? Three uh, nil defeat. Um, we're just talking to Andy there about the impact that Marlon Pack and his absence are going to have for Danny Carley, particularly tomorrow. One game suspension, two yellow cards. How are Pompey going to, you know, try and cope with that? Um, I think there's two ways to look at it or I'd look at it from a managerial point of view is one yes it's going to be a big miss um, I still think that the last couple of weeks Marlon Pack's probably performance hasn't been at the standard that he set at the start of the season I don't think he's been poor by any means I think he's a fantastic player he's a leader he orchestrates the team however 
on the flip side, it gives an opportunity. And I think in that game, an opportunity was given to Jay Mingy and he took it with two, with two hands. He was superb, drove the ball forward, drove the team forward. There was three or four moments where you could see him glide past one or two with his energy, his charisma. Um, and I think I think he's he's obviously in, in, in contention. He's going, when, when is there going to be a better opportunity for you to... to to play me and for me to show showcase, but I understand that it is going to be a massive loss for, for Marlon Pack. But, but luckily, it's only one game. Mm, absolutely. And in terms of the, the replacement for Marlon Pack and the midfield pairing, we expect to see at the new lawn tomorrow. Andy, of course, Marlon Pack suspended Louis Thompson out with an injury. Tom Lowry, we hear, is back in training on the grass. Are we going to be, you know, counting our, you know? Are we going to be counting our losses with him tomorrow? Are we going to be actually expecting to play? Who do you think will line up in midfield? It really is anyone's guess at this moment. Yeah, thank you for that one, Jake. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine <laughs> it'll be a, a Morel Mingi centre midfield. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if Lowry comes back fit enough immediately to start and play close to the full 90. Uh, if things are going well, you'd like to think he could get a run out towards the end of the game, sort of last 25, last 30, if the match situation allows for it. But I would imagine it'll be Morel and Mingy. I'd be surprised if we saw any other combination in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, a, a game taking place this weekend, Jay, because we're going to talk more about the Forest Green match um, in the next part of the show, and the part after that uh, with uh, Andy and Chiv when we eventually get him on the line. But Sunday, for, um, not Forest Green Rovers, Oxford United away for the Pompey women, uh, a fortnight away. Uh, for for your side and you travelled to Oxford on Sunday after what was an unfortunate defeat to Bridgewater United in the last game how do you try and bring your side back to, to recover from that it really was a last minute defeat wasn't it yeah it was it was to be fair it was a difficult one to take um, not only the timing of the goals conceded but also the manner of the goals um, obviously when you're winning games you want games to come thick and fast because you want to build momentum and can keep that going when, when you've just lost the game in that manner you want a game to come up soon so you can kind of right the wrongs and go again so to have kind of two weeks off it's been hard but it's been good time for us to reflect to come closer together as a group and to learn and, and obviously to prepare for, for Oxford they're, they're a good team um, they're, they're just above us by a couple of points but they're unbeaten at home and, and we're going there to, to obviously try and win the three points we've got our final session tonight I'm, I'm here at Haven um, got our final preparations tonight but before we go and, and try and get the, the victory on Sunday are the girls in good spirits despite what was the defeat last time out Jay are they, are they ready are they raring to go for Sunday just as they would off the back of a win yeah, 100%. 100%. I think we gave everyone a couple of days off after that game. Um, I think it was a, a real difficult one. There was a lot of emotion um, surrounding that result, starting from myself all the way through the team. Um, but then after that emotion's gone, you, you've got to then critique it, analyse it, um, reflect on it, and then you've got to bounce straight back. So we were lucky to have a, an, an in-house friendly match with, with the Navy on Wednesday. So we were able to get players minutes, physical loading, get out on the pitch, um, as well as training on the, on the Tuesday. And, and now we've got our final preparation, uh, final prep session tactical for, for Oxford. So yeah, the girls are eager, they're focused, um, they know their task, what, what lies ahead. But these are, the, these are the challenges that this group thrive under. When we went away to Ipswich with the underdogs, when we were at home to Watford with the underdogs and listening now to the noise um, with the underdogs too. And we like that, we like that. So we're going to go there and, and obviously try and upset them. Mm. And just finally, Jay, before we do let you go, you've got your preparations tonight for that game on Sunday. Oxford United, for the fans who perhaps don't know a lot about the opposition, what kind of challenge will they bring to your side? Yeah, well, they're, they're unbeaten in 26 home league games. So they're obviously difficult um, to, to break down on their home home patch. Um, they're, they're very well organised, Liam. The, the manager's gotten very well organised out of possession. So... Um, you're going to have to play with pace, play with intelligence, play with bravery on the ball. Um, but against the ball, they, with the ball, sorry, they, they've got individual qualities that can hurt you at any moment. And, and we've seen that over the last couple of years, even in the contests we've had. They've lost some players, but they've also strengthened this year. So it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think either team are going into it expecting a win. Um, but both teams know they both have the individual qualities and the mentality to win it. And ultimately, it is going to come down to who's the, the best team on the day. And, and we're, we're, we're ensuring tonight especially that, that we're the team that's going to be fully prepared, fully focused and, and fully ready to, to come home with the three points. 
Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really do thank you so much for calling in tonight. Thank you very much. You've done, done us a massive help. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon, I believe. You're, you're with us for Indeed. the game at Forest Green Rovers. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll speak to you tomorrow. We'll get your actual pre-match thoughts uh, from 2 o'clock. But finally, from me, a score prediction. How do you reckon Pompey going to fare in this one? Um, I think I think Pompey are going to win three 0 I, I genuinely do. I think they're going to going to right the wrongs from from Monday. Um, they're going to come back strong, uh, and they're going to give in a real, real gritty, determined performance for themselves and for the fans. Lovely stuff. Pompey Women's Manager Jay Sadler speaking to us ahead of tomorrow's game at Forest Green Rovers. He'll be with us on Pompey Live from 2 o'clock alongside myself and Robbie James, of course, from the New Lawn and also the Pompey Women back in action away at Oxford United on Sunday. 2 o'clock kickoff at Court Place Farm. Also looking to get back to winning ways. OK, after the break, we're going to have more from myself, Andy Mitchell and Ian Chiverton will be back to join us. We'll come on to preview tomorrow's game between the Blues and the Green at the New Lawn in League One. We'll also hear from Rich Holmes. He's part of a new campaign, Planet League, talking about what exactly Planet League is and how you can get involved to help your football club climb up the table. He caught up with Robbie James earlier this week and he also spoke about why football is such a great incentive for this campaign. We've seen football act as a behaviour and attitude change platform in so many areas, so many important areas. And we see it all the time and actually... It's got this ability to influence people and to, to change people's perspectives, attitudes, behaviours. And so what better way to, you know, embed it. More from Rich, myself, Andy and Chiv in the next part of the Football Hour. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening. Welcome back to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South, whose app you can download now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store, where you can prepay for your ticket and you will also locate your bus with a live tracker now, just in case the bus is running late or if you just want to go to your bus stop and find out which is the quickest to get to your destination. The Stagecoach app on either the Apple app or Google Play Store now. OK, Andy Mitchmore and Ian Chiverton alongside me this evening to talk about all things Pompey, including a preview of tomorrow's trip to Forest Green Rovers. But first, uh, we've already had a quick debrief on Monday's 3-0 defeat to Charlton Athletic. But now some news on uh, Pompey winger Jaden Reed. Of course, last season missed the entire campaign for a really unfortunate Fortunate ACL injury picked up in a pre-season friendly at Way to Luton Town. This season, plagued with more injuries on his leg. Uh, hopeful to get him back uh, in the near future. However, unfortunately, um, two days ago, that was on Wednesday, Jaden Reed with a statement on Instagram saying, Not the post I'd be hoping to make for the second time in back-to-back -back seasons. Another season out with an ACL injury, but this is what comes with the sport. There are many ups and downs on the journey to success. It's just another one I'll overcome. The club, staff and players have been very supportive, taking the situation a lot easier for me, which I appreciate and thank you very much. I'll be back even stronger by God's grace. Play up Pompey, Jane Reed, uh, his statement on Instagram. Um, Ian Chiverton alongside us this evening. Chiv, a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Um, first of all, we start off with Jane Reed and that horrible news. He signed last year on a one-year contract. The ACL injury kept him out for the entire season. Pompey kept him on for another 12 months to try and get him playing again and now he's going to miss the entire campaign again that is what you call rotten luck yeah it is um, I'm absolutely gutted for him uh, I can't imagine the you know how, how difficult that is to deal with um, mentally on the, on the lad's mental health but um, you know it sounds like some you know a bit of positive articles coming out of the club they're going to look after him and um, yeah it'll be like when he when he eventually comes back it'll be like a new signing 
Absolutely. And, and in terms of what the club are, are doing to support Jaden Reed through his tough time, not just physically, but as Jeff mentions there, mentally as well, the, the impact it may have on him. Uh, Danny Cowley spoke to our friend and colleague Andy Moon from BBC Radio Sterling earlier in the week regarding the news. And he said that the squad and himself and management team are taking, uh, are talking about funding a short holiday for Jaden Reed uh, just before his knee surgery takes place in a few months' time. So uh, a lovely gesture from Danny Cowley and the team there to, to help out Jaden Reed uh, in his not his recovery but the, the sort of preempting towards the surgery so that's uh, that's good to hear but in terms of what Jaden Reed what, what really little we know about the kind of player he is Andy Chiv mentioned about how exciting it may be when he does eventually recover from this injury if he does get a new deal next summer if we can try and see him for another campaign at Fratton Park he's a, he's a talented player and despite the injury concerns from what we hear at least from from previous clubs he can provide that little bit more oomph to this Pompey squad if we need him yeah absolutely I mean I feel like my opinion on this is going to be fairly limited as I think I've seen him play about 15 minutes live Mm. but um, yeah it's the sort of player that you want to make an impact when they come on the pitch I mean I guess we'll talk about this a little bit later on but it's one of the reasons I feel like we miss Jacobs is for exactly the same sort of the same impetus that he can give to to the team when it's a little bit flat in those games where, you know, Charlton away this year, uh, Sunderland away last year, where it's it's a bit flat and he comes on to runs at the defence. And sometimes that's all you need to get the crowd going and to give the sort of the team a bit of a spurt of energy. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully, as Chiv says, this time next year, it'll be like a brand new signing who's, I mean, if he's not going to be passionate and keen to get to get stuck in playing the game after two years out, then you're never going to be. So, mm. yeah, you'd hopefully, you'd hope he's going to bring an absolute shed ton of energy to the team when he does come back if he's offered another deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Andy uh, mentioned there, Chiv, the, the, the injury to Michael Jacobs and the potential of, of missing him tomorrow, not just tomorrow, but maybe future games as well. He came on as a sub at halftime at the Valley on Monday night, subbed off just 15 minutes later with a hamstring injury. Not really heard much more about the extent of that, but in terms of the creativity that Pompey have been lacking in the last four games to try and get victories over the line to have Michael Jacobs injured out now we expect at least for tomorrow that's going to be another thing that Danny Cowley's got to try and overcome for this squad Yeah it's not ideal is it I mean I think um, you know I was, I was at the game went to the game with my daughter on Monday and I think it's pretty obvious that the side is lacking that sort of players who were in the middle of the park who are you know could sort of bring the ball forward at pace I mean Mingy did exceptionally well when he came on um, and Jacobs is another player who can do that and it's just oh I, I can't even describe the feeling like when when you when we saw him go down and I just assumed it was a little knock and someone said oh no he's coming off and you just thought oh my god mm-hmm. like we just cannot afford to to lose these sort of attack-minded players it's something we desperately need in the side right now and it is going to be a miss, but like I say, it, it gives more minutes for players like Mingy to get more minutes on the pitch, doesn't it? Now? Yeah. Uh, Dave Byrne on the emails. Hi, Jake. Let's start with uh, with Tuesday night or Monday night, rather, Dave. I think uh, somebody said to me that we were awful uh, and he just simply replied, we weren't that good. Slower than our opponents, both mentally and physically. And as a consequence, we were rarely first to the ball all evening. Easy to play against and lacking competitive strength. Michael Morrison's w- uh, was a poor, uh, as poor a display from a centre-half as I've seen in a very long time. And the half-time subs made were an obvious change. Plus points for me, uh, for me were Josh Griffiths, who performed quite well, and Jay Mingi, who I felt showed skill and control combined with an ability to raise what had been a disappointing tempo to our game in this and several previous matches. As for Forest Green Rovers, it is quite simple. We must take all three points. Hopefully, Swanson, Raggett, Robertson and Ogilvy will all start in their rightful positions, and without Mar- Marlon Pack, I assume Ryan Tannicliffe will start alongside Joe Morrell with Jay Mingi as the other option. The way we are playing, I'm not falling into the trap of predicting any score, but we must win tomorrow. You're only as good as your last game. Play at Pompey, Dave Inlis, uh, for your email. Thank you very much, um, Andy. In regards to uh, who, who we think will start tomorrow night, we, we came on to that in the previous part of the show. Mingi Morel, probably the preferred option. Ryan Tunnicliffe also an option as well with Marlon Pack suspended. Louis Thompson and we believe Tom Lowry still to be suffering with their injuries. Really the only three options we've got. Morel, Mingi and Ryan Tunnicliffe. But in regards to the right-back 
situation for Conundrum, for Danny Cowley. Something he has come under a bit of criticism in the week four, continuing to play Conor Ogilvy in that position. Is this a game tomorrow where you would hope to see Conor Ogilvy move back to that left-hand position with maybe Zach Swanson or Kieran Freeman coming in right back? Yeah, absolutely. I think Danny Cowley himself, if you spoke to him, would take some responsibility for the way the team lined up Monday night and the fact that it just didn't work with Ogilvy on the right and Robertson on the left. Thought Ogilvy struggled to get forward and overlap attacking. And then the one time he did manage to get forward, we lost the ball and it left him on the wrong side of, of his player. And then they scored their second goal. But yeah, I'd imagine lessons will be learned. And as much as you can say that, you know, the setup was wrong at the start on Monday night, you will equally have to give credit that he did make the correct changes at half-time, swapped Ogilvy over to the left, brought Swanson on on the right. And that part of the game worked a lot better in the second half in terms of them overlapping and getting forward. I know it's a slightly different game when you're 2-0 down than it is at 0-0. But at the same time, you know, those changes were some of the positives to take out of the game. So I would expect them to be sort of mimicked on, on Saturday from the start, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, like Andy and Chi, if you want to have your say on the show uh, throughout the course of this evening, just under half an hour to do so, like Dave did on the emails and Linda too, you can do so. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express and add your name to the end as well so we know who to credit. At ExpressFM is where to find us on Twitter or facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live if you'd rather on Facebook. Alternatively, you've got the email sport at expressfm.com is where to direct those. Um, Forest Green Rovers tomorrow for Pompey is the next challenge in League One looking to get back to winning ways after a run of four league matches without a victory Forest Green Rovers the first ever uh, fully vegan club in world football uh, pretty crazy uh, that is and quite a unique feel to the football club as well we'll come on to talk about that and preview the game in the next part of the show. But on the subject of eco-friendly football, let's hear now from Head of Partnerships at Planet League, Rich Holmes. He sat down with Robbie James earlier in the week to talk about the new campaign, and Robbie was eager to find out a little bit more about it. Asking first of the all-important question, what exactly is Planet League? Planet League is a, a behaviour tech platform that works to you know, use the power of football to inspire supporters to take action on climate change. Um, so football fans and, and you know that very broad term it can mean season ticket holders people who watch in the living room from the other side of the country um, local schools and community groups that maybe don't even support the club but have an affinity with them anybody that has that kind of association with a football club they sign up for free to our platform they represent that team and they score goals for them by taking simple actions that are good for the planet so it might be walking to school or work in the morning. It might be eating a meat-free meal in the evening when you come home. It might be turning out the lights or, you know, little things that can help us with energy saving, which obviously people are talking about quite a lot at the moment. And every time they complete one of these little actions, which are all simple, everyday behaviours, they score a goal for the team. The team climbed the National League table. And it's about putting the fans in the driving seat, really, to get their club to lift the trophy. So instead of sitting in... Uh, sitting in the stands on a Saturday afternoon and having zero influence over the score and the pitch. They are the strikers, if you like. They're the ones out there bagging the goals. And it's an interesting topic in terms of sustainability within football. We, we obviously speak a lot about climate change in the wider world and we've and there's been a lot of chat around sport as well and sport's impact on climate change. Um, it, am I right in saying that football isn't isn't maybe one of the sports that has come under the most criticism, yet explain to us where the problems still do arise within football. Um, I think, I'll be honest, I think football's always the first to be criticised in a lot of areas, just purely down to the sheer size of it. It's an easy target. Um, now, in terms of the, the size of the problem, I think it's it's everybody's problem, really. It's, you know, th this is something that needs to seep into every element of society, every organization, every, you know, every household. It's something that we need to be aware of. And I mean, the reason that football is a, is a brilliant focus is we've seen football act as a um, behavior and attitude change platform in so many areas, so many important areas. Um, we see it all the time. And, and actually it's got this ability to, influence people and to, to change people's perspectives, attitudes, behaviours. Um, and so what better way to, you know, to, to 
embed it through sustainability as well because you know what what we find is football goes across the whole breadth of society there are you you can't describe anymore a typical football fan it is it's everybody um and so it, it just feels like a really powerful tool to, to get people to to act come on then football fans are a, are a competitive bunch um explain to us how you how you can properly get involved with it and and what are your tips as well to really trying to trying to put your team at the give them the best shot uh, my tips are consistency. So there are several activities that are very, very easy to embed into into your everyday life. And, you know, if you can repeat those activities over and over again, you've got straight away a little set of goals that you can score every single day if you wanted to. Um, so, so that's the first side of it. The second side of it is look for the big hitters. So in our competition, especially, we have certain days, certain weeks where certain activities are worth more goals. And if you can tie that in nicely, you know, you might bag a hat trick for something that's usually worth one goal. So keep checking on what the activities look like. But the, the real tip to it is getting more and more people involved. And that's both from a goal scoring and competitive perspective, because naturally the more people around to score goals, the more goals are going to get scored. But also from an impact perspective, the more people doing this and taking action, the bigger impact that, that collectively we're going to have. Um, so consistency is the main thing. And, you know, there's there's usually two reasons people take part. One is they want to help the football club win. And the second one is they want to do something good for the planet. But actually what we do in top of all that is kind of a third incentive. We've got loads of prizes that we, we offer out as well that just adds that extra layer of incentive for people to, to get involved and take action. And once people sign up, uh, explain to us how that works in terms of the actual submission of your of your goals, etc. So yeah, the sign-up process is really easy. It takes 30 seconds. We don't ask for a lot of information at all. Uh, you choose your football club and then once you're logged in, there's several pages like categories of activities and it's almost like Netflix style. So you'll see like these little carousels where you can scroll across the activities. You choose one that you want to do. Uh, you click on that activity. You read the you know step-by-step guide if you like of how to do it it'll tell you the impact that it will make the amount of goals you'll score and effectively what you do from there is go and do that activity so if it is um drink from a reusable water bottle then i'd fill up my reusable water bottle take a drink from it i would take a photo of either me having a drink or filling it up or whatever it might be that photo is submitted onto the website via that activity um, and that's it you score your goals now what I will add in there is we've got a VAR system, which is very important. So you submit that photo and that comes into us to check. So your goals get scored, um, but we check every single photo that comes through the platform to make sure that A, nobody's cheating um, because it gets competitive. We know what football fans are like. Uh, so we, we check all those things. We can dish out yellow cards and disallow goals if we see fit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very simple process. It's a couple of taps, click on the activity, click upload, add your photo, score your goal. Simple as that. There we go. Rich Holmes there speaking to Robbie James earlier this week about the new campaign, Planet League, trying to get football fans signed up to help save the planet one bit at a time in a very competitive and fun manner as well. You can find out more information by visiting the Planet League website. You can find the link and all the details of the incentives and the games and the the prizes and all the support that Planet League is trying to help put out there to football fans across the country by visiting their Twitter page. If you search for Planet League, you will find it, but their actual Twitter handle is at Planet LGE. So that's Planet League, but League is shortened to LGE. So at Planet LGE. If you want to find out more about that campaign. Okay, Forest Green Rovers, the next challenge for Pompey. They travel to the new lawn tomorrow afternoon for a three o'clock kickoff. Be first ever competitive meeting between the Blues and the Green. We're going to hear more from both Andy Mitchmore and Ian Chiverton after the break. And when we do return, we want to hear more from you back home as well, including your score predictions for Pompey's next outing. 81400, our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. The Football Hour returns on your radios in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7 pm every day, you can take advantage of a night rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app. 
to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the final time this evening to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach across the South. Myself, Andy Mitchmore, and Ian Chiverton on hand to preview Pompey's trip to Forest Green Rovers tomorrow afternoon. Um, Chiv, you join us for this one. Pompey away at Forest Green Rovers tomorrow against the side recently promoted from League Two as champions, never once met before in any competitive outing. Currently struggling at the bottom end of the table, only four wins all season. Is this as good a chance as any the Blues are going to get to get back to winning ways and really continue their ascent up the table? Well, yeah, I think on, on paper, this um unquestionable that it is. Um, it's, it's always great to play a new team. You don't get that very often anymore, do you? Um, since um, It's been a while since we've played a team for the first time. But, yeah, it's an ideal opportunity. Um, I think we desperately need a result. Um, a win would obviously be ideal. Um we just need to get get the season back on track, really. A few bad results. And, um, yeah, you've got to say this is a, a perfect opportunity to do that, hopefully. And speaking of teams that Pompey have never faced before, and it's a good opportunity for, for the Blues to actually face a new side for the first time in quite a long, long time. Um, actually, again, referring back to our friend and colleague Andy Moon from BBC Radio Solent, running a bit of a trivia uh, on Twitter earlier today. Forest Green Rovers will be the 109th different uh, football league slash Premier League opponent that Pompey have faced. And he asked the question, who were the last opponents Pompey faced for the first time in the football league? Um, you might have seen the answers on, on Twitter already because he has revealed it. I'm going to start with you, Andy. First of all, have you seen the answer? Uh, no. No. Okay. And to answer your second part of the question, absolutely no idea. Absolutely um, no actually, idea. I've just seen it on my Twitter homepage, Jake. So You've I'm just seen gonna... it. Okay. Well, yeah. we won't ruin the fun. Chiff, have you seen the answer? No, I have not. You haven't seen the answer. I've sat here thinking. I... Oh, merit oh, a guess. Is it, re- is it recent? Have we played the recent? Um, pre- recent in terms of the last five years. Good luck, Jim. This that, is pretty niche. That recent. No, I have no idea. They're currently in the National League. I'll give you that clue. I don't think we're going to be facing them any time soon. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't and, know. And, and we, OK, I'll give you another big clue, and you should get this one, Chiv. We played okay. them in a friendly this season, or pre-season. Oh, God. Ooh. That's meant to help me. That, oh, that, OK, that was supposed to help you. The answer's <laughs> Barnet. Oh, okay. okay. The answer's Barnet. I never would have got that. Pompey did play them in their, in their second to last, their penultimate pre-season uh, test uh, before this season started. That was the last time Pompey faced an entirely new opponent. On the subject of new opponents, technically, Pompey will play a brand new opponent on Friday, the 4th of November, in the FA Cup first round, taken on Hereford away from home at Edgar Street. We spoke about the first round draw on Tuesday evening show and the implications that's going to have between the two sides. We'll come on to preview that game in more detail prior to the match. But the news coming out of the club uh, yesterday afternoon is that game originally scheduled for the weekend commencing Friday the 4th of November. We would have hoped it was going to be on the Saturday or at least the Sunday if it was going to get moved. However, it's been moved to Friday evening to be covered on BBC Two. It's now a 7.55 kickoff, very random time, at Edgar Street. So a bit of a journey for Pompey fans on that Friday night. Technically, I say a new club for the Blues because Hereford FC, of course, a Phoenix club rising from the ashes of the old Hereford United dissolved in 2013. So that game now, Friday the 4th of November, which means the football hour that week has been moved to Thursday the 3rd of November to preview that FA Cup tie. Anyway, moving on, back to Forest Green Rovers, Andy. Spoke to Chiv um, just now about how this is a good chance, if any, for Pompey to get back to winning ways against a side newly promoted and expected to be at the foot end of the table this season. However, you can't discount any side in this division and Forest Green Rovers with a fantastic 4-1 win over Exeter in the EFL Trophy in midweek. Three wins in a row in that competition for them. They found a little bit of a groove on home turf. So despite where they are on the table, it's not going to be an easy test nonetheless. No, I don't think you get any gimmies in League One. But having said that, yeah, they turned over extra in the Football League trophy, but they also lost 4-0 to them at home in the league mm. with a full-strength lineups. what, about a month ago now? 
so you'd have to say, although they're capable of a surprise result, like they turned over Bolton at home, you'd have to say it's a game that if, if you're not getting three points from that game, you look back at the end of the season, if you just miss out on autos or you just miss out on playoffs, and this is the one of the ones you'd highlight is, yeah, that's where that's where we lost the season, potentially. Um, yeah, the, the, the coach is under pressure. So Ian Birchnell, again, after that Exeter game about a month ago, the fans were turning on him. Mm. They've had fairly mixed form since then, including that win against Bolton and, and a few other league losses. And uh, yeah, threw away a two-goal lead against Port Vale at the weekend, thanks to an Ellis Harrison double. So, oh, no, sorry, just, just the one Ellis Harrison goal. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, you'd you'd say there are no gimmies, but at the same time, looking at playoffs or autos, it's got to be at least three points of the target. Let's be honest; it's not go away and get a point away from home. It's you need to be getting three points. Definitely. So, uh, Gav Jones on the emails. Good evening, all. Let's try and put some kind of positive spin on Monday's game. Positive, Gav. How can you find any of them? Uh, Swanson and Mingy both came on and played very well. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, neither did their chances uh, any harm whatsoever. And Curtis also looked fired up and hungry. I personally think Ronan needs to be reintroduced back into the starting eleven. Also, for all of the criticism Josh Griffiths has received lately, I do think it's about time he was given the credit he deserves. If it had not been for him that game could have easily ended 5-0. He made some incredible saves. For me, Jay Mingy needs to come into the side tomorrow. He looks full of pace and power, and he's so exciting to watch, and more than deserves his chance. Gutted to see Crackers go off injured again, and also gutted to be missing um, for longer than just the one-game ban, as it appears. He also picked up a hamstring injury. That's Marlon Pack, I believe, as well. Take care. Gav Jones on the emails. Thank you very much for that um, conversation. Starting point there. We'll come on to talk about Ronan Curtis and what both Chiv and Andy believe should he start tomorrow against Forest Green Rovers we'll come and get their thoughts in a few moments time do get involved back home if you haven't done so as well all the usual ways can be found on our website expressfm.com if you don't know them by now but before we get to any more of them we're going to hear now from Mason Jordan he takes a closer look at the Blues next opponent Forest Green Rovers Four games without a win in League One has sent Pompey on a slippery slope down to fifth in the table. Monday's televised defeat to Charlton represented a second loss in that four-game period, an unwelcome spell that Danny Cowley will this weekend be eager to put behind him. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Next up for the Blues is a trip to the green, Forest Green that is, who play host to Portsmouth for the first time in a competitive format. The newly promoted side from League Two finished last term as champions of the fourth division, much like Pompey did five years prior. Both sides are looking to turn their fortunes around at the new lawn this weekend. Here's a closer look at the challenge provided by the world's first fully vegan football club. Manager. Forest Green are managed by 39-year-old Ian Birchnell, who left his post at Notts County at the end of last season to take up the role in Nailsworth. Birchnell began his coaching career at the age of 22 at the University of Leeds, later taking up roles at the Leeds United and Bradford City Academy. Academies. In 2012, Birchnell was appointed as assistant manager to Brian Dean at Norwegian outfit Salzburg 08, uh, where he spent two seasons before moving to Viking Stavanger in 2015. He later made his full managerial debut with Viking in 2016. A year later, the Leicester-born gaffer crossed the Scandinavian border to undertake a caretaker role at Austersund, succeeding current Chelsea boss Graham Potter, who had then left to take charge of Swansea City. Since Birchnell's appointment at the new lawn five months ago, he's overseen seven wins from 19 competitive outings, resulting in a win percentage so far of 36.8%. One to watch. Portsmouth-born Armani Little joined Forest Green Rovers on a permanent deal from Torquay United in the summer. Little, who rose to fame through the Academy of Southampton and signed his first pro deal in 2015, made his senior debut for Oxford United in 2018. Enjoyed a two successful loan spells at Woking before moving to Plainmore a year later. During his three years at Torquay, Armani Little scored 19 goals in 79 appearances and was part of the squad that reached the 2021 National League final, which was eventually won by Hartlepool United. The now 25-year-old wears the number 10 shirt for his new club. Top scorer. Former Ipswich Sunderland and Crystal Palace forward Connor Wickham is currently the leading scorer for the club so far this season. 
The 29-year-old has registered five strikes in League One so far, although it hasn't been on the score sheet since the 8th of October, with his goal on that day the only to separate Forest Green and Bolton at the new lawn. Wickham will be the player donning the number 21 shirt for Rovers this weekend. Current form. Since winning promotion to League One for the first time in their 133-year history, Forest Green Rovers have won just three of their opening 14 matches, drawing three more and losing the other eight. That has led them to an accumulation of 12 points so far. Over the course of the last five in all competitions, Rovers have secured two victories, including a 4-1 win at Exeter City, which led to their progression to the knockout stages of the Papa John's Trophy. These two teams have never previously met, so this weekend's clash at the New Lawn will be the first clash between Forest Green Rovers and Portsmouth. Can the Blues stop the rot, or will they be further frustrated and forced to wait another day for a League One victory? All the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Big thanks to Mason Jordan there for providing a bit more detail about tomorrow's opponents for Pompey Forest Green Rovers for the first competitive meeting between the two sides. However, what is not a first is uh, Connor Wickham. He's been around the block for quite some time now. Uh, Andy Mitchell will bring you back into the conversation for this one. Connor Wickham signed for Forest Green Rovers at the end of last season to start the new League One campaign with his new side. Five league goals in nine league appearances and what has been a, a difficult start to the new league campaign for Ian Birchnell's side he's providing a bit of light for them and, and maybe a bit of hope to try and survive in this division yeah absolutely they, they seem very reliant on having one or two goal scorers in the team rather than being one of those sides that shares the responsibility around multiple players and yeah I'd say Connor Wickham is pretty much the definition of a journeyman at this point uh, after he started at what Ipswich I think was where he started his senior career yeah. and then after that just has, has got around quite a few clubs in the sort of Championship League One, League Two, and especially in the last couple of years. But he looks like he's nailing down a place in that first team, and he's found a, a club he's fairly comfortable at. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of pressure on whatever centre back pairing we end up with to to try and sort of mark him out of the game, I guess, because he is the player that jumps out as a threat in that Forest Green lineup. Yeah, and tomorrow's game, the referee Will Finney with assistants Thomas Harty and Adam Ricketts, the fourth official Jack Clench. Of course, team news, we speak about the injured players so far. Michael Jacobs with his hamstring, Tom Lowry also suffering a hamstring injury. Joe Rafferty waiting to hear back more news in regards to him and his stomach concerns. Jaden Reed, of course, with the ACL missing the rest of the season and Louis Thompson's leg injury definitely missing from the game. For Forrest Green, Matty Stevens and Udoka Godwin Malith uh, both sidelined for knee and hamstring injuries respectively. Marlon Pack, of course, also suspended for this game and this game only. Back for Tuesday's visit of Oxford United to Fraston Park. Pompey has sold out their full allocation of tickets to the new lawn um, quite understandably so Pompey take a lot of numbers anywhere they go but Forest Green Rovers quite a small stadium um, just a couple of thousand can be housed at the ground so not a lot of tickets for Blues fans but they will be there on the south stand the side of the pitch Chiv with Pompey in such a, a barren run of form of late four league matches without a victory we can talk about the changes in personnel to the side but is there anything tactically or formation wise that you believe Danny Cowley needs to tweak a little bit this weekend no I don't think so I think <clears throat> the changes you talked about earlier are sort of right back and, and left back will <clears throat> any midfield will make us more attacking anyway um, I think we've just got to go for it I was just during the break having a look at the league table and you know they've conceded 31 goals in 14 games so mm. I think it's pretty clear what we've got to do tomorrow we've got to we've got to go on the attack haven't we we, we know we've got goals in the side we saw it early in the season um, I think we need to just just go positive and and not sit back and yeah I'm I'm pretty confident. In terms of confidence, Chiv, how confident are you? It's about score prediction time now. Pompey Forest Green Rovers, you confident? How confident? What's your score prediction? I'm going with a three-one win. 3-1 win for Pompey. Chith, it's been an absolute pleasure to welcome you on to the show this evening. Um, I wish you all the best uh, for your weekend ahead as well. We did preview the Pompey women's game away at Oxford on Sunday with Jay Sadler in the first part of the show. I'm sorry you weren't around to catch that. Yeah, um, but of course, Pompey women back in action on Sunday. Oxford, you'll be going, I assume? Yep, we're going to be there. Looking forward to that one. What's your score prediction for that as well while you're here? 
Uh, I'm going with a uh, 2-1 Pompey win. 2-1 Pompey win on Sunday. Thank you very much, Ian Chiverton. Andy Mitchell-Moore, score prediction time, my friend. What are you going for? The Blues against the Green tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I'd be aligned with what Jay came up with earlier, to be honest with you, and go with a 3-0 Pompey win. I think if Ogilvy moves back over to the left, he's going to overlap a lot better than he did on the right. Swanson looked good overlapping on the right. We can naturally be more attacking with Mingi coming in as well, assuming he starts with Morel. So I don't think we need wholesale formation changes. I don't think we need to drop Karoma. I don't think you punish someone for one poor performance. I don't think that's a good atmosphere to cultivate. And uh, yeah, minor changes, I think... You'd, you'd hope for a decent Pompey win. So I'll go 3-0 very optimistically. Andy, thank you very much for your contribution tonight. Um, have a great weekend. Have a good evening. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you again sometime soon. Cheers, Jake. Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you once again to both Chiv and Andy for joining us on the show this evening. And, of course, Jay Sadler in the earlier stages of the football hour tonight for his analysis of Pompey's defeat to Charlton on Monday evening and his preview of his side's trip to Oxford United in the FA Women's National League on Sunday afternoon. Of course, the Pompey women back in action after a fortnight away, their previous game of 3-2 defeat at home to Bridgewater United, looking to get back to winning ways. As are the men after four league matches without a victory. They travel to the new lawn tomorrow afternoon to take on a brand new side, Forest Green Rovers. All of the unmissable action here on Pompey Live from two o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey lost 3-0 last time out in front of the Sky cameras. The lovely delivery, great chance. So easy. 3-0 Charlton and Pompey have changed the defence around. It's not made any difference. Can they pick up form on Saturday? Pompey's trip to Forest Green Rovers will be live on Express FM with all of the coverage on Pompey Live from 2pm on Saturday. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars. That's right, don't miss that one myself. Uh, Robbie James and, of course, Pompey women's head coach Jay Sadler with all of the action as the Blues take on Forest Green Rovers at the New Lawn, looking to get back to winning ways. OK, it is just about coming up to 7 o'clock here on Express FM on a Friday night, and you know exactly what that means. Connor Mosley is back right after the news with Express Floor Fillers right the way through into the early hours of the morning with Express Floor Fillers. And then Express hits rewind and remixed from 11 through into tomorrow morning which is when from 4am you can catch a replay of tonight's show the football hour if you did miss any part of the conversation if you're up at four o'clock if you're traveling to forest green rovers i mean you don't really have to be up that early it's not too far away but in case you are then do listen to the football hour on replay tomorrow from four through until five alternatively we'll be up we'll be back as a podcast on the expressfm.com website as well as on the apple and google podcast apps as well the weekend early riser with adam jenkins returns from five through until eight tomorrow before saturday breakfast with ian mcginnis from eight through until 11 lily Park returns with your guilty pleasures, a tiny quiz about the week's news, and of course, just great songs all afternoon long between what 11 and 2 o'clock, which is of course the return of Pompey Live with myself, Robbie, and Jay from the New Lawn. But until then, Blues fans, have yourselves a great evening, stay safe, and have a fantastic weekend as well. Take care, play at Pompey, and good night. <laughs>